Welcome to another episode of What Works For Me, a podcast highlighting best practices in Christian schools. This podcast is produced in partnership with Lutheran Education Association. To discover how LEA supports Christian teachers in schools, visit www.lea.org. My name is Mike Scheman, Principal of Bethany Lutheran School in Parma, Ohio. And my name is Rob Lunak. I'm the superintendent of Lutheran Neighborhood Schools in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, Mike, we're eventually going to run out of people we know for this podcast, but that is not today. So not you yet. know our guest, so why don't you introduce her? <laughs> I would love to introduce her because she is a dear friend who I've known for, for many years because actually the first NLSA visit I ever did was at her school, at Peace Lutheran School in Bremerton, Washington. So uh, Sherry Yuschek is uh, kind of the master of all trades there. I think, Sherry, you've done almost everything at that school, but why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, how long you've been there, and uh, what you're currently, how you're currently serving the Lord at Peace. Okay, so I've been here at Peace since, I, I don't, honestly don't know what year I started, but my son was in second grade, and he's now 39, so I've been here quite a while, about 30, about 30 years, and I did take a little step away for a couple of years in there when I needed a break, so I'm back, and I'm teaching mostly science, an occasional English class, play the piano for the choir once in a while. Um, I do quite a lot of those kinds of things, and I am really enjoying the science. I, I got into that through uh, uh, Starbase Atlantis, which was a Navy program years ago. And the kids, the last group to go to that was probably 15 years ago. And then I moved into STEM through Marsha Hafer when she was here. Um, she signed our school up with West Sound STEM, which is a network of businesses and schools and some colleges, and they work together to get kids interested in STEM, provide opportunities for STEM, provide materials and classes for teachers and PD. And it's it's a really cool network. And every state that I've looked at um, seems to have a STEM network of some sort. Now, ours is pretty exciting because they they just seem to do a whole lot. Um, but that's that got me into STEM. And then I got into teaching in our classroom here, which was kind of reconfigured for science. And it, I've just really enjoyed it because a lot of it's open-ended and the kids seem to enjoy it. So that's what I do. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, it's it's kind of fun, Sherry, because one of the things we usually ask people as we do these podcasts is, who else would you recommend or who do you know that's doing something really cool? And your name kept coming up. Um, people were saying, check out Sherry and all the great STEM things she's doing um, at Peace. So can you tell us a little bit about um, maybe some of the hands-on, the tangible activities that you do with the kids that are in STEM and, and how the kids have responded to those things that you're teaching them? Well, one of the things that I do that many Lutheran schools do, as you know, is Lego robotics. And we've just this year bought the next generation, the Spike Prime robots. Um, that got kids interested probably, again, 10 to 15 years ago. We got started with that after I saw it at the Starbase Atlantis program at the, with the Navy. Um, they had that program the kids went through, and I saw those. I thought that would be a cool thing for our kids to do. They learn coding, and the coding has gotten easier from the original EV3 program. Um, it's now drag and drop block coding, kind of like scratch coding, um, makes it easy for the kids to learn. And then I also do coding with code.org, which is very similar to what the robots use. And so it, there's a lot of translation for that. And then we also have cohorts that I belong to one that's um, Earth and Space Science, with it, which is NASA, which is through West Sound STEM. And then another teacher here belongs to the computer science one. Um, and so with that, we get materials, we get all kinds of materials. And some of the materials we get are, are things that we shared at our Seaside Conference. We took 
three big black and yellow bins from Costco filled with activities for the teachers to do. Um, a game, a simple game like Uno can be used to teach coding in an unplugged fashion. Okay. Or you, yeah, you could talk about critical thinking. You can talk about computational thinking by playing Uno. You know, you have a kid play Uno. They all know how to play Uno. Okay. Now write out the rules. Everything's an if then statement. If you play a two, then I have to play a two. If I play a red one, then you can play a red one. You know, there's a, and have them take any board game they know and write it out with if then statements because most games we play are all if then statements. So there's an unplugged coding activity that you could do even with little kids. So those are the kinds of things we're doing. We're doing the normal science experiments and the normal science. We use STEM scopes for our science curriculum. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but um, it's an online program. It costs about four or five dollars a kid, I think. <clears throat> and for the year. And that's a lot cheaper than a textbook. Even if you think about buying one textbook, by the time the textbook gets to you, it's usually outdated in some way in science. And Stemscopes tends to keep things fairly current. It, it, not everything is updated every year, but they do try to keep things current. And at five or six bucks a year, in 10 years, you've bought a textbook, roughly, because a textbook is about $50. So I asked if we could do this, and then I supplement it with the things that I get from West Soundstale. So it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot that I do. In fact, I just introduced to my eighth graders today, we're studying kinetic energy now, and I'm not doing the unit on STEM scopes. They're going to be in teams designing roller coasters, but they have to label where is the kinetic energy? Where is the potential energy? Where is it stored? Where is it, you know, and why do you have to start higher than anywhere else in the roller coaster? They're having to explain all this. And they, they just got very excited about that today because they're not going to be sitting writing vocab in a notebook. And, you know, they're going to be doing and explaining. So that was actually my science lesson with eighth grade today was, okay, guys, you're going to be presenting a, um, what do they call it? There's a company, a hypothetical company that is looking for designs. And you have to present your design in such a way that yours gets chosen for the amusement park. So they were I can I can see why your name kept coming up when we were asking. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. There are there are so many threads that I want to pull on, but I, I only have time to pull on one or two of them. So, okay. okay. No textbooks for science. You guys use, use STEM scopes, and then you supplement with the other things that you'd mentioned earlier. Okay. Right. Awesome. And then technology is always changing. There's always new discoveries being made in science. As you said, the textbook is outdated the moment they print it. Right. So, how do you stay on top of everything? Are you involved with Tech 21? The, the, that's kind of a synod-wide initiative going on. I know there's another group you mentioned. How do you keep up with all of this stuff? Well, Tech 21 was a was a big um, a big thing. I mean, I, I had not heard of it, and then when I got a, an email from Brent, who's the guy in charge, uh, Brent Dekoff, he sent me an email and asked me if I'd be interested in this. He got my name from somewhere too. I'm thinking Carrick and I need to have a conversation. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, but I, I looked at what it did and what it, it tries to get digital tools in the hands of teachers. You know, my, my focus here is on the kids, getting them prepared for um, their high school years and beyond and all the soft skills they need, like collaboration and communication. All those things are part of STEM. It's not just, you know, communication is not just in the English class. It's in the science class. And so you have to get um, you have to get the teachers on board with the tech as well. And so each month in Tech 21, we look at a different technology tool or set of tools 
that teachers can take back and they get half a day to actually work on something to take back to use. And I've learned from the people in my cohort, we've had two meetings so far, we have our next one next Thursday. And there's young people in there that are younger than my own children. And I learned so much from them. I come in with the things from the Tech 21 says, you know, this month we're going to do digital assessments. That's our topic for November. Last month, it was digital storytelling and ways that kids can use their tech tools to retell stories, to act out stories. They can do paper slides. There's so many fun things they can do. And so getting those tools in the hands of the teachers so they're comfortable and then they can get them in the hands of the kids. And so I've learned a lot from that. I've West Sound STEM keeps me up to date because we have um, a meeting every month online usually, but sometimes in person. And they have usually a speaker from NASA or a speaker from um, a computer science thing. And the state, they keep us up on the state standards, the NGSS, many schools use NGSS. Those present little challenges for us in Lutheran schools because when you start talking about natural resources and things like that, that took billions and billions of years to form, then we have to adjust our our vocabulary a little bit but you know you, you still can take so much from these things you can't say oh they talk about that i can't go to these you know we have to be we have to be open to doing what needs to be done to get our kids ready for the next step which is public high school around here we don't have uh, a lutheran high school so yeah. for sure and and sherry so, what about um so you talked a little bit about um standard alignment ngss is the next generation science standards um that right. they're they're really being pushed and and like you said I, I, there is an adaptation but i think that's what uh our lutheran school teachers are trained to do as i know you you're doing yes. it exceptionally well um you talked a little bit about all these professional development opportunities that you've had um can you maybe talk a bit about did you have to twist your administrator's arm to get uh leave to be able to go and do those things uh, maybe talk about the professional development time how that works in your schedule as a, a teacher who's doing so many things and can you talk a little bit too about um what kind of resources you've needed to have your administrator set aside to be successful in this program well west sound stem because it's our executive director is a former teacher she has the pd from four to seven in the afternoon and she feeds the teachers there so you go. go there and they get <laughs> dinner and they get a stipend for attending sometimes it's 75 dollars sometimes it's stem clock hours um and it does cost our school to be a part of west sound stem but it's like three dollars a kid or something it's not it's a nominal fee for all that's provided and then if the teacher goes to the training then they whatever they taught they get the supplies for and they bring back here so have you worked with snap circuits at all Okay, they, we had a SNAP circuits class and we had four teachers go the first time it was offered. And then we had another four go. We have eight SNAP circuits sets in the library now. And have you heard of Turing Tumble? Turing no, I haven't Tumble heard of that one. Is a, that, it is so cool. It is a physical model of what a computer does. And it's got, look it up. I, mean, I, I You know, I don't have one to show you because this is a video anyway, right? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, Turing Tumble is, you have red marbles and blue marbles. And at the top, they sit at the top and then they give you a challenge. You need to get, when the, when you hit the start button, you want to have one red, then two blue, then one red, then two blue. And they've got to put in little switches and um, things that'll catch marbles all the way down. And it's a series of if-then statements, right? And it's all the way down until they can get that. It's a challenge in a book and it'll give them hints and it'll tell them which pieces you need three of these and five of these, arrange them so that you can get one red and two blue. Or and it's challenges and it's basically a physical model of a computer. And we've had 
10 people take that class, we have 10 of those. And they work really well with two kids to a Turing tumble. Fifth grade teacher, she's the computer one. She brought them out, I don't know, two weeks ago for fifth graders. They loved it. They had not seen them before and they loved it. So those, those are things, those are the kinds of resources teachers get when they go to the PD. They get the supplies. And we got um, Spintronics, which is a physical model of how electricity works. We've got four sets of those. And so it's the PD doesn't cost us. It costs us only what we pay to have our children. They look at the number of kids in your school, say $5 a kid or whatever, $2, $3. I don't know. It's, it's nominal. And then we pay that fee. And our teachers get free STEM clock hours for their professional development. And it's the benefits of belonging to West Sound STEM are amazing. So if they can find, if anybody can find their local STEM network, I at, at Seaside, I gave teachers a list. Uh, for on, on the list was Alaska's STEM network, Oregon's STEM hub, um, Idaho's, and is that all we have? And Washington's, because different ones, you know, West Sound is only our peninsula. There's one in Seattle, there's one in Eastern Washington. And so, but I would say that's the first step if you can find your STEM hub find your STEM network in your area because that's the resources that ours are really phenomenal. So I, I'm assuming that that's how it is everywhere, but I don't know. Never assume, mm -hmm. but <laughs> you know what they say about that. Yeah, right. but, uh, it's so great to hear that you, you have a school that's taking advantage of all those things. And it sounds like yeah. it's not just you being involved in this. It's, oh, it's no. a lot of the teachers. So how do you build that in, in a staff, because I'm sure there are teachers where one person goes, well, I'm the science person and they teach yeah. all the middle school science classes and everyone comes to them with the computer problems. And how do you get it? So it's kind of distributed in the school like it is there. Well, that one of the things that our STEM cohort requires is that we, we teachers, me, me and the fifth grade teacher, we are both um, in the cohort. We have to spend 20 hours sharing what we learn with our staff. And so every Wednesday after school, we have a roughly hour meeting and we share something. Last year, we did a book study called Code in Every Class and we read the chapters. And then, you you know, nobody has to come to it, but there were usually there's two or three every year that will come every week and they get to learn how to do these things. I show them cool websites I find. I show them tools. I show them how to do code.org and then they take it back to their classrooms. And that's a requirement of us as we're in these cohorts. We have to share it. So then I asked the executive director, I said, so we just spent probably 15 hours preparing and then presented to 100 and some teachers at Seaside. Does that count? And she said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've taken I've taken our stuff and sent it further than just our 10 teachers. You know, I, we took it to the, the early childhood one had 78 people registered for it. Wow. I couldn't believe it. It's like, wow. And then the, the middle school one was middle school, high school had about 10 or 11 or 12. I don't know. And then the, the three to five had like 18. But then she sent me this email and said, you have 78 for early childhood. I thought that must be misprint. She must have been 18. <laughs> and I emailed her back and she goes, no, no, it's 78. So we had to move everything. All three tubs yeah. of stuff we had to move to another. Anyway. They are, very, they are very hands-on at that level. That's something that we could all, all right. keep was, a little bit more of. Yeah, yeah hands-on. We had hands-on stuff for all the levels. And that's the kids really do better that way. If they're mm -hmm. reading about it, that's nice. But if they're doing it, they're going to remember it. You know, if they can do it and then explain what happened, then they're really learning it. They, yeah. you know, to do it and say, oh, that was cool, but not know why, you know, that's where the teaching part comes in. And then you go back and read after you've done it. And um, the STEM scopes curriculum does the five E's where you engage, you explore, you explain, you do something else and you evaluate. Oh, um, take it further. <laughs> Let's expand. <laughs> extend. There you go. Extend maybe. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's five. Work. 
<laughs> yeah, work. whatever you, you go further with it and then you evaluate at the end so but that engaged part there's always a hook they give you a hook with every lesson here's what here's to get them interested and sometimes i use them sometimes i don't you know just you have to pick and choose the things that you think will excite your kids it's been great to have you on. You've covered so much. This is actually our short podcast. Our other one is normally oh, no. <laughs> we try to keep these between 10 to 20 minutes. We could talk for hours and hours. I could. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, you might be invited back. I'm pretty sure there's a <laughs> part two there's coming part up two in here somewhere. And I do talk fast and I apologize for that. No, that, <laughs> hey, people in the podcast can play it at whatever speed they want. That's okay. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's that one of the true. benefits. Yeah. Okay. What would you say to somebody you've, you've recommended go out and find whatever your network is. Let's yeah. say there's somebody, you know, we have this network, but we can't afford to get sent to it. Our principal can't afford to do that. We're a small school. We don't have any of this stuff mm. yet. What would you say? Where should they start? Well, they would start, talk to their local high school people and see if they have things. I've gotten some supplies from schools where teachers have retired and they didn't want to take their stuff with them. Um, you could start with your local high school because they'll have some things. They can email me if they want. Your email will definitely be in the notes along with yeah. whatever resources you want to share. Those will definitely be <laughs> yeah. in there. Well, I was I was thinking, should I have you know made available to you my um, presentation for Seaside? But it's, we it's can mostly definitely geared to the Northwest. Well, well I... it's, it's geared to the Northwest, so all the oh. resources in there are Northwest, but I can, if somebody is really interested, they can email me. And somebody did shortly after Carrick talked to somebody at the LEA conference, somebody did email me and I <laughs> tell them what I was doing and sent them some links and that kind of thing, um, which I'm happy to do. I don't mind doing that. And I do respond to emails pretty quickly. So um, yeah, no, I, I do. I start, I kept thinking, what am I going to talk about? I don't even know what to say. And then when you get me started and it's, blah, 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 <laughs> I just, <laughs> and you can edit that out too. <laughs> so, no, no, it's not. It's fine. It's fine. You're passionate about what you do. We never edit anything out of our podcasts for our listeners. They're perfect on the first cut every time. Oh, um, <laughs> that one, that's staying in. That's staying in the podcast. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, man, and the next thing I think, Sherry, that you need to work on in science is cloning, because I c I'm sure you, we could use multiples of you across this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are listening. But I think for me, it's just been inspiring to hear your passion for this um, and just to even hear how you're being creative with this. I never would have thought of UNO as an if-then coding activity. Like, I think that's something, too, that people can look at and maybe say there are free resources that you have probably already in your mm -hmm. building, even if you are a small school, you just got to get creative and uh, right. they can email you for ideas. I'm sure, you know, you can go to the Google and there's everything that you could ever imagine there. Um, yeah. But I think you've you've given a lot of uh, food for thought. So I, I, I'm having, I'm guessing people are going to maybe listen to this one a couple of times. Because <laughs> I talk too fast. <laughs> no, it's just so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, Sherry, I really appreciate that you've taken some time just to kind of open this topic up uh, for us and for those who are listening. And um, I, I do know, um, having known Sherry for so many years, she's great with email and just loves, first and foremost, loves Jesus and loves Lutheran schools and the kids that are in them. So uh, we all have a friend here in Sherry and uh, just really appreciate you taking some time. Just to close off, if it's all right, Sherry, I'd like to lift up you and uh, Peace Lutheran in prayer, if we can go ahead and, and do that. That'd be awesome. 
Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, this time that you've given to us just to hear a little bit about the great work that Sherry is doing in STEM. Um, Lord, you continue to open resource after resource to help us to learn about the world that you've created. And I thank you for uh, so many ways, so many networks and professional development and people that are out there that are passionate about inspiring students to learn in this in this topic area. Uh, Lord, I thank you for Sherry and for the so many years that she's um, poured into the kids at peace. And, and I lift that school up to you now as well as they continue to, to move forward and to grow um, with all of the families that they serve. I ask that you would bless their ministry, bless um, all who serve and all who learn in that place. Thank you, God, for this time that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen.